Scorpions, Love at First Sting, released in March 1984, uh, a, a time and an album that we all perhaps remember quite well. So we're going we're gonna to spend some time running through the tracks, T to B. Uh, so uh, you know how this works. Uh, at, at, at a particular point after the initial chatter, uh, we're going to count up countdown and you can listen alongside to the to the record as we talk over it kind of like director commentary um so like, i guess uh, death race 3000 yeah i thought it was death race 2000 but i don't know maybe they No, what's it, the one where they sit in the theater is that like with david carradine well no death race is the one with a young sylvester stallone yeah now what's the death one with race 2000 yeah. It's What's 2000. the one where they sit in the theater and watch movies and make comments? Mystery oh, Science Mystery Theater. Theater. <laughs> there, there you go. Okay. You were close. I'm, I'm nerdy even. enough. Where's the Venn diagram? I'm nerdy enough to have seen Death Race 2000. Not nerdy enough to have seen... Mis- Mystery Science Theater 3000. I draw the line at puppets as an adult. I, I, pretty I, fucking I, good. I, I imagine there's probably a, an episode of Mystery Science Theater where they watch Death Race 2000 which would be super dope. I wonder if there's um, an episode good. where they watched Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. I don't believe that, um, but I, I would I, like that. I, I think there's probably, that's an episode idea right there. <laughs> we, we, will pro- we watch it. <laughs> we, we will provide the director's commentary on uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. So uh, it didn't take us more than five minutes to get into our first I Kiss reference. I didn't even pour a glass yet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> pour, pour, wow. get, get, uh, get the whiskey pouring, David. I'll pour one out for my homies. I'll, uh, pour one out, I'll pour one out for Colin Bosler. So, uh, on, on a brighter note, we, we, we turn our attention to Scorpions and Love at First Sting. And, and, yeah. and kind of as we usually do, it's kind of like we just kind of just, you know, reminisce about where we came into uh, Scorpions, where we came into this particular record. So, John, tell us about the first time that you got stung by the scorpions not well, we won't we won't even say the scorpions just scorpions well be, i mean that's proper it's very european scor- well it's very european but also the scorpions do not add the to it it's just scorpions it's because they're german i guess yeah. um i remember love it first thing i think coming out when we were in eighth grade this was uh, when we were just first starting to, you know, dip our toes into uh, into metal. I remember getting the cassette. I think you had the cassette. Like this became a pretty big record, um, oh, for sure. At school, like this and Pyromania and maybe 1984 and Quiet Riot. Those were like those were the hot cassettes of the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, rap. Yeah, um, some stay hungry, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, but love it first thing was my introduction to the Scorpions. I think all these years later, I don't know if it's my favorite Scorpions record. That might be Blackout. 
I, mm-hmm. I think it's between the two, but also they came out so close to one another sure. okay. that, that I almost sort of mixed them together. And that might be due more so to Worldwide Live because, because mm-hmm. Worldwide Live, the set list there was compiled. And the Scorpions, I mean, leading up to Love It First Sting, the Scorpions have been together for like, how long? 15 years? Um, actually, uh, Schenker, Rudy Schenker, that is, uh, formed the band back in 1965. Okay, so 20 years, 19 years. Yeah. They're first, leading they're first, up they're, to they're, Love It First Sting. Their first record, Lonesome Crow, doesn't uh, uh, make it to wax until 1972. So These guys are sitting around drinking like chocolate milk in first grade. <laughs> Do you want to start a band? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Scorpions, as we know them, sort of start around Love Drive. Mm. Wouldn't you say? Like, I, I, again, I think what uh, I, I think MTV has a lot to do with people's introduction to Scorpions, at least for for like uh, metalheads of of our age, for sure. Uh, but if, I mean, I, I'd say just going back to their older albums, the songs you start to know are around Love Drive. That comes out mm-hmm. in '79. Right. Um, after backtracking, because like I'd say pre-Tokyo tapes, it's almost a different band. Like oh, totally. It, it, you know what I mean? It's just those are not songs that they continue to embrace live. You know, at least with Love Drive, they still play Loving You Sunday Morning. Animal mm-hmm. Magnetism has the zoo on it. Uh, and, then, and then Blackout comes in 82, which half of that album were singles. Same with Love at First Thing. And then Worldwide Live comes out. And... Uh, I love this album. I think it's yeah. I think it's really great, and I think the Scorpions are great in general. Um, I added the incorrectly. Uh, I think it, 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 it's what everybody does. It's it's so real great. hard, but Scorpions are great in general. Uh, I saw them last year, year before, okay. and they were still awesome. Like yeah. they're they're still they're so good. Um, like Ru- Ru- Rudy is seventy one. That's crazy. I I guess it's not for a band that started that long ago, but they still bring it live. And uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what more to say. I think they're an excellent band. Uh, they have a very unique sound, primarily maybe because of Klaus's accent. Uh, yeah. But but the guitarists are great. They're the musicians that back up Klaus are solid. All of them. Yeah, ab- absolutely. They've they've always been like a crack band, um, uh, and I think what what we begin to appreciate once we get into like the late seventies with Love Drive or Animal Magnetism, Blackout, and it's just the emphasis on like crafting really infectious rock songs that you know are. If any other band had done this in America, they would they would probably be like you know right there with like. Aerosmith or Kiss, um, but because they are a German band, they are perhaps even bigger because they're able to like uh, get into so many other markets, uh, and they're just so uh, universally adored. I, it, it's hard to imagine like a band, uh, a, a, not an American band like Kiss or Metallica, that can tour any place, South America, Japan. Uh, you know, and, 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 or throughout Europe and sell out. But uh, the Scor- Scorpion showed everybody how to do it. Um, and uh, it, it was definitely on the strength of their live shows 
and and their live shows are just filled with so many great songs um as, as this album definitely testifies to david tell us a little bit about how you got into scorpions well i mean i i had this record this is the first scorpions record i had the first and last scorpions record i had um not because i didn't like them but i just kind of they you know once mtv hit it kind of eased your need to buy every record Mm. um but this record i had the memory the clearest memory i have of listening to this record this is going to sound completely stupid is that's stupid I had to stay inside and like help clean the house and clean my room. And all my friends were outside like playing football or something in the street. So I took this tape and put it in my boom box in the window so that the people out on the street playing could hear it too. While I like clean my room, you know, arrange some furniture, dusted, vacuumed. Um, but I mean, I, it's a great record. I mean, I'm looking I just had up the the list. I mean, off the top of my head, there's a good number of tunes I don't remember that I'm sure I'll remember when I hear them. But uh, and then what's the what's the hit that's on Blackout that I could have sworn was on this record? Mm, Blackout? No. Uh, uh, no one like you. No one like you. That's the yeah. one. I thought that that one was on this or like a single right after it or something. I yeah. th- I think that's the influence of Worldwide Live. I don't yeah. know how familiar was it you in are a movie or wasn't it? It might have been in a movie or something. I think it's, it, it, got, it, it got played on MTV a lot. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's the thing too is like MTV would sort of like probably confuse one sense of chronology. It's like once you have like a band like Scorpions uh, and their uh, their big hit "Rock You Like a Hurricane" and the video for that is just on like every hour on the hour. And then it's like, hey, you know what? We have some other Scorpions videos, and they start to play those uh, in- interchangeable. Yeah, and then it's also, like, oh, they also slipped into the mainstream and got cred, like where I, at least where I was. You know, I talk all the time about listening to you know ninety four had had the whatever the rock show, the syndicated rock show that everybody listened to. You guys listened to. Metal, metal shop. shop metal shop right so the only show with teeth, with teeth right but i remember when the first time i heard animal by wasp it was the number one song that year mm. and their thing was you know we're the only radio station that can play this song blah 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 one of the bumpers was you know and i'm like these guys don't speak english but they you know like that was the just hearing that bump on this major, you know, 94 YSP was the rock station in Philly. It was mm-hmm. 94 YSP and, and 93.3 WMMR. MMR is still a rock station, 94 yep. now, a sports station. Um, but that was that was your chance to listen to rock at all. 94 was way edgier. Um, and obviously they couldn't sustain that format in the modern day. Uh, but, you know, just having that bumper if you had a Scorpions record, you're like, okay, they're cool. You know, it's just like an endorsement mm-hmm. of cool. Um, you know, cause you see them on MTV. You're like, eh, might not be cool. Might be cool. Might not be cool. You know, because in addition to your own tastes and I don't care what anybody says, like you'll get these people who'll be like, I just listen to what I like. It's like, no, no. Because if you went to school and nobody liked what you liked, you got a decision to make. <laughs> Yeah, and some of those decisions you stick to. Like nobody I, I know listens to Celtic Frost. I st- I like them. I stick by them. But I only got a handful of bands like that because 
eventually nobody's going to want to hang out with you <laughs> because you come to the party with a stack of vinyl and it's all just stuff nobody wants to what listen to. What the fuck to. is this, dude? You got to have, you, you have some crossover, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and this album, and, and definitely like if you listen to uh, the, the, the Scorpion albums of this era, late 70s, all the way to the mid uh, 80s, they're party albums. You know, they, they, you know, we, we could talk about the podcast where there might be some political uh, signals that are being sent, <laughs> but uh, they're just a party band and they do it really well. It's not a party band like, uh, like Poison. Uh, they have a little bit more sort of oomph and edge to them. They have that sort of like, you know, that from their background, that sort of like heavy blues influence that, that gets sort of like, polished to chrome uh you know by all, all the other stuff that's going on with Nawobum and they definitely acquire that sort of like really sort of slick uh we'll just call it like the LA metal sound where it's like you the, the guitars are doing a lot of the the sort of like uh the the the, the sort of movement of the song that like the thing that gets you to like rock uh, and sort of like head bang and start and maybe even dance mm. uh, and and their, their songs, um, you know, just deal with uh, good times. Did you know anybody who, for whom Scorpions was their favorite band? Yes, don't we, Did John? You? Chuck. Chuck loves the Scorpions. Chuck, yeah, he throughout does. high school, throughout high school, Chuck's favorite band was Scorpions, and it was like, okay, and that that was fine. I, I mean, if dude, if someone's favorite band is Scorpions, I would have no issue with that. Oh if no, they, I'm not saying like I metal. would. I, I got, think they're I, fucking great. Like, I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm just saying I didn't have any friends that like that was their favorite band. Yeah, I, I think for for me, I, uh, my 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 growing appreciation for 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 Scorpions has to do with like doing a lot of backtracking. I think. You know, if you if you start off with uh, as I did in like eighty uh, four, so thirteen, seventh grade, and you know you're seeing the video, you're seeing like the the, the dirt bag dude. Sorry, Colin, you're not here to defend the dirt bags wearing like the blackout t shirts that are like they used to be black, but they're almost gray because they've been washed so much. You get a sense that like scorpions mean something. They got, like I said, they got some uh, cultural capital. So you start paying attention to that. Um, and then it's, it, it, for me, it's much later where you start creeping back to uh, the albums like love drive or animal magnetism. And then ultimately like all the way back to, you know, the, the stuff like, uh, like lonesome crow, um, or, or some of the earlier records, Fly to the Rainbow, In Trance, Virgin Killer, Taken by back, Force. They're, they're a band that backtracks very well. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember, unrelated, I remember when I first got into David Bowie, probably around when everybody did around Let's, Let's Dance. Right. You backtrack that, with David Bowie, dude, that's a freaking crapshoot. I happened upon Ziggy Stardust was my second David Bowie record, and I, that's a win. Yeah, but then you pick yeah. up some of those records. You're like, mm, okay, this is an investment now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but but it, because he is such a, uh, mm -hmm. a, a an artist who has evolved in a lot of really sort of 
strange ways and really yeah. creative ways. You've got to uh, have the, a, enough money to be willing to do it, but also a really good understanding of what you might get. And I did not. Yeah. Whereas Scorpions, you're like, oh, love it first thing. This is a good record. And then you pick up Blackout and you're like, awesome. <laughs> and then you, you go back and you're like, well, how about, you know, Animal Magnetism? Because how about you, Love if Drive? I would, if I would have bought a second Scorpions record, my just the way I do things, I would have bought their first record. And <laughs> I would have died. I'd be like, oh, screw these guys. But, man. But, yeah. but, but, but then again, because you, because you bought it, then you'd be like, you'd be invested in it. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to like this just to spite myself. And, and sometimes you have to, man. And it, and it, and it, you go back and you listen to it. It's definitely sounds like scorpions. <laughs> I think it's John suggested, you know, Klaus Meine has a very distinct vocal uh, quality to him. Um, you know, he, he, he sings in English. It's not his first language. I don't think uh, it's his third language, dude. It, it probably isn't, but uh, he, he, does, he does really well just as, as a vocalist. He, he could be singing anything, yeah. um, you know, as we discussed before. It's like sometimes it really doesn't matter um, what, the, what the lyrics are. It just is, is it is it adding something to the to the overall experience of the song yeah, for a long time i assumed it was him who overdubbed the scream at the end of uh, raiders of the lost ark <laughs> maybe or maybe the that Wilhelm was scream yeah coach's face is melting <laughs> well he was he he was german too so you never know you never know um, uncredited you know it's like lou ferrigno is the voice of the hulk yeah it's good Right. <laughs> but doesn't Lou Ferrigno play the Hulk? Well, back in the movies, but I mean now in the in the new movies, they hired him to be the voice of the Hulk. Oh, I got you. I don't know which That's which nice. one that That's was. Nice. Which which one was that? The one with uh, Mark Ruffalo. The Ruffalo one. What about the the one with? Uh, I don't think that's true. I'm pretty sure uh, it's true. Okay. Well, the 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 Ed Norton one is Dame Judi Dench. Dave Judy Dench does the Hulk voice. That's right. Why not? Why not? I'm I'm sure she well, can pull it off. John is furiously googling right now. No, yeah. no. Frigno provided vocal effects. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Okay. Yep. But I mean, play the voice. He's like, oh, no, no, no about that. Hulk <laughs> smash. <laughs> I think that's a stretch. It's a stretch. Ruffalo's voice. <laughs> they just have Frigno grunt. They probably just, they, they hey, probably welcome just, back to the MCU podcast, everyone. They just, they, I think they just lifted it. They just tonight we're going to talk about of, Endgame. Uh, they just yeah. lifted the, the grunts from uh, from pumping iron. There you go. <laughs> Let's not get into that now, because um, I think we've talked about that one before, but maybe not on air. But uh, <laughs> hey, how about we uh, take a listen to this uh, to this All record right. from All 1984 right. called. Love at First Sting by this band. This, these new kids on the block in 1984. Uh, Scorpions. All right. So they, they've been around since up? 65. So, um, uh, all right. So for those of you listening at home, we're going to count up to three. And on three, you press play. You listen to some Scorpions. Or it'll be filled in in the background. You'll get to hear uh, Scorpions with us talking on over it. So here we go, counting up. And push, press play on three. One, two, three. 
Oh yeah. Starts off with some great sort of little guitar notes there. Riffin. Deal. They recorded this record and then ditched it and re-recorded it. Is that the story? No, I I think they did. I think they did some recording because I was reading they did some recording with Jimmy Bain and and, yeah. and some other drummer, but I think those were just demos. Yeah, those 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 were just demos with other right. players. This this again, if you're getting a sense of like how polished this record, first hard rock record uh, recorded digitally, most successful of the Bain brothers. So really, really well is, produced. Great this guitar is bad, tone. bad Boys Running Wild, produced by Peter Dierks. Yeah, um, who had done a zillion records leading up to this. Absolutely. He's basically he did, the uh, guy who made the Scorpions who they are. He did Balls to the Wall. He did uh, Black and Blue's debut album. He also worked uh, with Dawkins, too. Yeah, and well before that, in the 70s, he was recording the Tangerine Dream. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's a really nice sound. I like the fact that the so drums, good. and we've talked about this before a little bit. Like the drums aren't overproduced. You know, the kick drum has a has a tone to it. Yeah, you know, you you really kind of feel like you're in the room as opposed to just kind of being blasted. Yeah, it, it just it, there's there's a great formula that the Scorpions kind of hit on, which is like let the guitars lead and let the riffs drive the music. And then everything kind of just fills in with like these great accents that are provided by the lyrics and, and Klaus Mina's singing. Like the little licks like that, they're just like thrown in. Yeah. Just stellar little, just great uh, grace notes in it. Yeah, I mean, they do I, a really note is that, that Rudolf Schenker, the guitarist, writes all the music for the song. Yeah. All. And and and, and, and my basically all the lyrics too. Yep. And, and, and what a great album opener too it just this is the one that just kind of like just it explodes it's bad boys running wild all, all the lyrics seem to suggest that you're in like the bad part of town where all the creatures are animals tigers and snakes and rats and whatnot and it's it's again it's, Minneapolis police it's the, it's <laughs> oh, the yeah, orientation that, that too it's it's your orientation to the fact that Klaus Meinert doesn't pr- pronounce any English words correctly and, and, and that's, that's part of the charm. I think it's I'm also something it's I like that it. made I mean, them I memorable. Love. I mean, everyone we know would imitate Klaus during Worldwide Live. And we right. talked about it when we were talking Come about on. live albums. Let me hear you, California! Yeah. Like, Scorpions! Fucking yeah. awesome. I listen, awesome. I'm telling you, I, I mentioned that bumper, man. I listened to that bumper like... It's it's before Animal on that live you know, yeah audio they was like this is those right off oh man it's awesome yeah no you know what else is really impressive in this mix is you really can hear the bass guitar mm-hmm. yeah it's a very you know, and it's there's like a good stereo separation yeah it's like it's like you were talking about sort of with pyromania there's definitely space mm-hmm. be- yeah, between yeah, everything yeah. it's and this is a luscious album to listen to on vinyl too, because you know, just just as David was suggesting, you hear all the parts come together, and like even and again like little breaks like this where it starts to like this is like you know the crowd just kind of like getting into this, and boom, you know you go from this sort of like you know body blow. Here we go to rock you like a hurricane. 
Um, perhaps their biggest hit, and again, starts off with like crazy sort of riffing guitar notes. Oh, coming the solos, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, this is the Scorpion signatures. Like, we're, we're not even going to get you, let you to like catch your breath. We're just going to hit you with the solo right now. And you're just like, oh my gosh. And then it gets into like the quiet part. Dude, you know, Matthias Jazz like pulled up his, his little arm sleeve things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, gotta oh, get, yeah. Got to get the wristbands up. It's before the hat. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, they're 70. <laughs> but uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane on the strength of FM radio play and definitely MTV play. And, and the fact that it's just like a kick-ass fucking song. Yeah. You know, it just builds and it builds and then it, it kind of rocks you like a fucking hurricane. Yeah, I'd say for most Americans, this was probably their their intro. The oh, yeah, sure. Which is insane. I mean, I, given how long they had been together, this is the song that everyone will sort of drop. You can hear the, the guitars are panned really hard left and right, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're not like they're not getting in each other's way, so it, may, it makes for like a really nice mix. Yeah, and, and again, like the, the the fact that this song does the sort of like quiet, loud dynamic, I think just like adds to the drama of the song. And, and if anybody who's watched the video with its sort of I don't know who, who directed it, but with its sort of like uh, uh, Wayne Isham, probably Wayne Isham. Right? No, not probably. He did. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and again, it's, oh, we've got Wayne Isham coming in right now. It's uh, no, sci-fi, no, no. post-apocalyptic. You know I take that back. David Mallet did this video. Okay. He also did Billy Idol's White Wedding and You Shook Me All Night Long. Okay. There was a video okay. You Shook Me All Night Long. Uh, that, that comes out later, right? Like about 86 yeah. or so. Not, yeah, it's not... got like a girl dancing. It's like sort of half live. It's yeah, not that it's, good. It's, yeah, it's not. It wasn't for black and black, back in black. But... Uh, a little side note: uh, This is my go-to karaoke jam, as David David can attest. Did you do this one? Oh yeah, oh yeah. This this is like my number one. It's like I I do it, and uh, it's uh, a little shout out there to uh, Troy Vera Denek because uh, he he knows like back at uh, the station fifty five, whenever there was karaoke night. We're gonna rock you like a hurricane. I've seen Chuck when, do rock you like a hurricane. When John, when John yeah, Harden gets his, his, himself to, to Philadelphia, we're we're doing at least one night of metal karaoke. Somewhere. I'm all about it for sure. Absolutely, we we'll, we'll go to go to like a little Koreatown place. I'm gonna do anyway. the oath. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and again, this this song is relentless because you know you got the drum. I don't know what this effect is. That's that reverse reverb sound. Right? Yeah, it's. it's I mean, this this song is. I mean, the vocal effects, the drum effects, it's a little dated. But I'll tell you what, not at the time. Not, not no. But I mean, even now, it's dated in the way that it's like awesome. Yeah, and again, so it has that sort of like imprimatur of like this is mid '80s sort of like this is what a digitally produced really thoughtful sort of like record is going to sound like yeah and, and it's, even like back there you hear it in the background like the little riff yeah that's like backing vocals but it's like it's the guitar lick that matthias yabs is like throwing on there i both of those two guitarists i think are underrated yeah especially as a duo they're, they're like they're so good yeah but matthias is the guy who does most of the leads 
Uh, and Ru- Ru- Rudy's the guy who's basically writing the songs and just doing that. Except in certain cases, doing uh, uh, some leads, but mostly just rhythm. And now we come to I'm Leaving You, which was not a single, but no. it's a freaking rocker. Uh, Scorpions always um, have a this lot of... Uh, when I was vacuuming. Oh. <laughs> and all the guys in the, fa- in, in the streets are just like, like David, can you rewind it or skip it or something? Just keep playing Rocky like a hurricane. But but listen to this song too. It's like the Scorpions do some like really AOR sort of stuff. Like this, if, if Loverboy put out this song or like Ario Speedwagon or 38 Special, it'd be like top 10 hit. Yeah. Uh, because it, it has all the sort of like pop hooks to it. It's like, it's got a really steady, easy riff to it. And they don't work with outside songwriters. Like it's- yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is classic. I don't want to pigeonhole it because I don't mean it this way. But this is kind of classic European rock, right? Like you start with you start with the single lead vocal. Yep. Next verse rolls around. There's, there's like impressive harmony. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I, and it and it works. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that like if Euro, if Eurovision had like a rock or metal category. This is the this, type of song we're doing. And, 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 and just if you just listen, if you pause and listen to it, it's like. People are dancing to this song. This is like a pop song in a way. Oh, yeah. It has like really great guitar work in it, but it's not abrasive, hard rock, heavy metal. It's just kind of like yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, going back to the, like that that European thing. Like at a at a if you're in the states, you want all the bangers at the concert. In Europe, there's people dancing and loving this song. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And this, and, and again, this, the Scorpions mix up uh, thematically. They go from like the sort of like raucous, you know, we're sort of you know party boys, to uh, basically like romantic ballads. And this is just sort of like a sped up sort of like romantic ballad. And it's listen to that solo. That. They're not skipping on that lead though, man. No, never. It's it's, it's ripping. Yeah. And then again, it, the, the, the dynamics are great because they'll go from like, you know, the, the, the really driving drums and the guitar. The, the solo is just excellent. I can't and then, imagine and then, how, and then, how somebody like I can't imagine how somebody like Mickey D fits into this band right now. How's that? Yeah, I, you know what? I'm thrilled that he's there though because James Kotick was the drummer who was playing after Herman Rarebell left and I yeah. fucking can't stand James Kotick. Yeah, I mean he, I, he I, is I a would moron. trust, don't like, get me wrong like I trust Mickey D to play the tune you know, and he's a drummer, he's not a frontman or whatever, but the way that he plays and the way that he tunes his drums and things like yeah. like there's gotta be a lot more toms going on in a Mickey D playing yeah. this tune. And I, but maybe and I just, not. I mean, it's like, the, you know, here's another guy who's pushing 70. It's just a good gig. You know what I mean? He could either, he's playing to audiences far bigger with Scorpions than he did before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before this was Motorhead and uh, and King Diamond. So, so yeah. I mean, I had to look up, look up, see if there's some video. But, but again, it's not like they're putting out a lot of, uh, well, I guess they just put out a new single. Um, just this week. Oh, is that um, so? If you go on to uh, Amazon Unlimited. Um, oh yeah, Sign of Hope. 
Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a, I don't know, like a COVID ballot. Hey, it, and again, it, it, the scorpions aren't, you know, with winds of change and shit. It's not like they're not considered, what do they, what do they call it? The ambassadors of rock and the heroes of heavy metal. Uh, there's, there, again, like, I think I remember like a circus, uh, you know, journalist describing the, the, the really unique phenomenon of, uh, of heavy metal, of hard rock, um, as portrayed by scorpions, as where else are you going to get a musical form where you're going to have West German band speaking barely passable English in front of a live crowd in Japan. There's, there's something that, that English and heavy metal it, it kind of globalizes this whole sort of thing. Uh, we come to uh, Coming Home here, uh, the fourth track off of uh, Love the First Thing. And isn't this what the Scorpions are just so excellent at doing? The little mood, sort of like uh, kind of a quiet, ballady start to a song. And you know it's going to fucking crush you. You when know it's going to crush you. When John was in Europe, he would have Klaus Meine come to his house and hold him in his large hands and sing this to him. To get him you know, this. Yeah. So, like, you, I think at birth, I might have been a little bigger than Klaus Meine. Like, <laughs> but this is, this, this is right up there with like. Uh, Y&T's Rescue Me or Kiss's uh, I Want You. It just starts off really sweet oh, and tender, Thanks, and, and it's going to just kind of come and blow you away. And it's, yeah, it's I, a- I think you're right, Mike, in saying this is they excel at this. Like, mm. the Scorpions probably have 10 songs like this. Yeah. And, and they're and, all good. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. If you want to look at, like, the, the kings of the power ballads, Scorpions and and again like the, one of the greatest power ballads I'd say uh, is uh, Dawkins Alone Again probably learned a lot from Dieter Dirks and from the time that he filled in for Klaus Meine and oh now it's coming it's coming home This this is the song that opens worldwide live, and it just it's the sort of thing like you could if people are moshing, or it's really sort of friendly moshing. Friendly moshing. Singing on top of the riffs there, a little just great great sounds. I don't think I realized that Rudy Shankar changed his look. I liked that like squirrely mustache period. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that like like uh, Gordon Lightfoot thing going on. Oh no, he had, he had the greatest mustache in rock. And it was and it wasn't like an ironic one either. It's not yeah, like those uh, dudes in Exodus are like, I wish I had that mustache. <laughs> yeah. And again, just Matthias just. Rips and rips when you say change his look, do you mean to the current sort of like bleach blonde at a swim meet with the goggles yeah, look? That's right. rocks yeah. 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 Yeah, he looks like he just I agree. did a second for Germany. I, I prefer him with the forks in the eyes and the handlebar. Yeah. Or, 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 or check him out in his high-heeled boots there on the cover of uh, Tokyo Tapes. The dude is like insane. It, 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 anybody who's seen them perform either in this period, I think the first time we might have seen him, John, was... 
Uh, I want to say the first time we saw them was Monsters of Rock. Yeah, I, I, I think it was probably Monsters of Rock. 1988. It was before Savage Amusement came yeah. out. Because after Monsters of Rock, we saw them headline Savage Amusement. For sure, I yeah. I think it was it, Cinderella? Is that who opened? Um, I'm drawing a blank on that. But I, 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 I do have photos that I still need to scan uh, from, from that show. But Savage Amusement was... a. a an okay record. It's hard, yeah. hard, to, hard, hard, hard to follow up this. I think at, at that point they were drifting a little bit more in the Bon Jovi-ish sort of direction. But uh, a little bit. I mean, I think a lot of bands were at yeah. that time. It was it was the way to go if you wanted big sales. And I think that record did pretty well, right? Oh I mean, no, it absolutely did. It did what, very what were well. the singles? They had uh, Rhythm of Love. Rhythm of Love. Which Don't Stop at the Top? Was that a single? That, that I don't know. But but again, they're 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 great songs and it's it's a great album, but you, it, a lot a lot of the edge, what what you're hearing on, on this record here where it's like What's the what's the where's the record flip on this one? Um, it flipped right at um... uh, Big City Nights is, is so the same thrill. The next song is the last song on side one. Right. right, yeah. So here we here we come to track five. The same thrill. Um. You're hearing it. It just yeah. it comes out, and it's just gonna, it's gonna like, it's gonna drill you right in the brain. This is a rocker. This is high speed. Listen we, to we, that. We saw that show October 14th, 1988, the Savage Amusement Show at the Cow Palace. Okay. Does it say who was opening? It doesn't. I was looking for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I, I distinctly remember that show, and I did. This I do is have when we need Chuck. It. For sure. This now, this is a song kind of like of their older sort of like, like a, like a blues blowout. So it's, it's got it's just it's just high speed. And you got some gang vocals coming up here too. Yeah, I mean there was a whole period in in the eighties where if you bought a Flying V, it was because you liked the Scorpions. Yeah. Or, or, or Michael Schenker, who was like legendary for his influence on so many guitars, whether it was uh, in Scorpions or as Kurt Hammack told us in uh, that, that documentary that we just reviewed uh, for his work in UFO. Yeah, or so, that uh, that Matthias Yobbs had that Explorer style guitar, you know, mm -hmm, the offset. Yeah. You know, I mean, just, a, a couple just, of guys had that, that that guitar, but he was like with the stripes on it, like everything he had had stripes on it. Yeah, yeah, and and again, like the, the, the flying V. I think the flying V. I have no idea what he's saying at that point, but nobody ever did. But uh, I don't know. I, I wonder, like, how 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 the, the influence there of Randy Rhodes with his uh, with his polka dot flying V. Uh, uh, it was Cinderella. It, okay. Yeah. Is that this, this just me? Is that long still, still digging? The opening act for that was. I don't really remember this song that much, to be honest. It's well, it, it, maybe again, it's like 
Okay, it's a hell of a drug. The end of the album, <laughs> and you could always just fast forward it's it. The end of the album and Big City Nights starts the next side, which yeah. I do like. And man, it just jumped to that. There, there was a, a great sort of marketing sort of uh, genius that came with the, the release of this record in 84 and then the release of Worldwide Live in 1985, which was included, also included a, a VHS uh, concert film, um, which would then become sort of the, the, the basis for... Uh, the various videos that MTV would play for songs like Big City Nights or uh, what we'll see number nine and Still Loving You. Uh, so like the band didn't really need to like produce any additional videos after Rock You Like a Hurricane. They would just remarket Love You, uh, Love It First Sting to, in conjunction with the VHS and in conjunction with Worldwide Live. It was... You know, it, it was a great time to be like uh, a new fan of Scorpions because it was like you're discovering all of the stuff on Love at First Sting, as well as like all the older stuff that they produced uh, or, or reintroduced people to through Love at First Sting or the, the Worldwide Live. So here we come to Big City Nights. And I think I, everybody remembers the video for this was like the beaches of Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The guys make no bones about being like raunchy lechers and you know autographing breasts and stuff. Aren't they, aren't they up at like the, the Jesus statue as well? Like, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the, the Christ the Redeemer statue, signed Jesus breasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? But they get like it's another really big arena rock. You know, this was the third single from the record. And it's 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 fucking enormous because this is and this is the song when it breaks down like you got the crowd singing it big city nights dude can you imagine being a bro with a convertible in any major city right now <laughs> <laughs> like now now no I mean like when this song pops I had like a Camaro sit, fucking pretty like close a, there's like a dude sitting in the back you know like with his feet on the seats he's like yeah. bro big city nights. Absolutely. No, and it's... Uh, Everybody it, thinks this is their soundtrack. Oh, yeah. These, these songs are made for arenas. Yeah. They really and, are. This, this, these are not songs you play in a club. Yeah. Like, and, 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 yeah, this this is not sort of bedroom rock. This is not navel-gazing rock. This is like, oh, yeah. Can we get the crowd to just kind of, like, respond viscerally you know ecstatically to our music and it's just like it's just awesome it's again i think when people get as we do like nostalgic about this period it's like it's because these songs were not ironic at the time they were just kind of like big city nights fuck yeah because for us it was like we're going to san francisco to see scorpions (laughs) big city nights You're like, big city night, bro. Rudy does the solo here in this uh, in this song here. We'll side note. Is that indicated anywhere? Um, I think I saw it someplace on Wikipedia. He doesn't do solos on many rec- on many uh, songs, but I just recall that this this is one of them. 
I gotta tell you, I always appreciate the records that tell you in the liner notes who does the solos for yeah. each song. Like, I think Slayer does that. Yeah, Iron Maiden does that too. And um, I, I'll tell you, I'll go Metallica a step does further. That. I'll go a step further. Carcass names their solos. Oh. So they could remember what they're called? <laughs> yeah, I'll have to look some of those up. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, and, and, and again, it was a, like I said, it was like a great cross promotion because they were currently touring even as the worldwide live stuff was going on, and it just it just made you sort of like excited about the songs of the Scorpions, but also sort of like their their live performance. And again, they were covered like almost uh, weekly through Hip uh, Raider. Metal Edge and uh, and Circus Magazine. It's you, it's hard to find a cover where you don't see Scorpions listed or or, or see Klaus Mina on the cover. Um, just just an enormous band. This I think this record went uh, triple platinum, but it probably didn't do triple platinum until like ten years after. And here we come to uh, as soon as the good times roll. Maybe not a song that anyone is going to like. Uh, remember because all of the other tracks right yeah. I'm not going to say it's a, a sleeper deep cut but uh, yeah, it's just tucked away on side two it's, you know but this this sounds like a song that could have been on like uh, Animal Magnetism it has like that sort of like little groovy riff Klaus it's, singing it sounds softly. like the soundtrack to a Brian De Palma movie <laughs> yeah, I go. wouldn't be surprised if there's some songs on here that they were like teasing out some uh, some other some other uh, audiences, you know? Yeah, no. I, again, I think there's there's definitely an AOR push here. There's there's a sense of like because like again, if Brian Adams did this song, or uh, again, not to say 38 Special again, but Billy Squire or. Even, even like a you know any sort of like middling rock band whether it was you know Journey who, am I, who else am I missing here but it's it's it, 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 it's not hard driving hard rock heavy metal it's it has it has a good sense of like song craft uh, and it's a great Scorpion song but it's not going to be like on probably anyone's top 10 list. We should talk too about uh, the album cover by Helmut Newt, Newton. Um, again, like very iconic. Uh, so well done. And, and again, Scorpions always had a knack for uh, really sort of, how should we say, provocative album covers, whether it's Animal Magnetism or Love Drive and Please. We know we don't need to talk about virgin killers, uh, but uh, this one was also perhaps too uh, too provocative for uh, for for Walmart, for for which you get uh, the alternate uh, album cover, which is basically the inner sleeve, which is the black leather band, which is okay. But I I think I got this record from Columbia House, and it was just like. Yeah, it wasn't censored. 
Can you imagine if this record came out today and somebody put up a, a pitch to fit about that cover? Yeah, but but again, it's um, because a little bit of the breast is showing there. I, I would still say like Walmart or people in the South would still be uh, would still object to it. Yeah, it's because she's smelling the blood. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, th- those are the things that people get upset about, not like uh, some some random dude shooting a jogger. You know, you, you got to know what your morality is all about. How you doing, Georgia? <laughs> Almost political. But but again, th- th- this this is the sort of song I think you discover when you go back and you listen to, uh, you know, the the, the, the albums that precede, and you're kind of like. You know what? The Scorpions just always write like really great songs. This is—I I think it's this. This song might just pale because it's not Big City Nights and it's not Rocky Like a Hurricane. Yeah, it's—it's it's too long. It's. Uh, one, I mean, it's still got a minute to go. It's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's five minutes, and it, it is nearly. Um, it's not as long as the album closer, "Still Loving You," which it's also has, not as good. Which which is an epic <laughs> epic song, but uh, yeah, and, and this, def- and this but is. But I could definitely see somebody somebody covering this tune yeah. and making it really good. Like that groove right there. With but the but listen, I think just, if you li- if you listen to it again, work. try try listening to it again. If you just go back a little, it's like if this were like a a Pat Benatar song. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like somebody else making this a little groovier, a little funkier, yeah. like. I think the the guitar doing that steady with the guy just heard like a little bit of like hell is for children in it or something. I was thinking like, okay, yeah, it's it's hard rock, but it's not. You know what the groove almost sounds like? It almost sounds like um, like a police tune. Okay, yeah, it does have like heavy on the downbeat. Yeah, yeah, it did Um, have like a little sort of like jaggy bit to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good tune. It's just not them. It it really doesn't fit in this record. Um, now it comes to come to album uh, or track fifty ways to lead through your lover. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Steve Gadd when you need him? This is um, (laughs) as you might expect. but really not appreciate a whole lot a, a little bit more political song um, Scorpions are a, are a West German band um, oh. so and again if you go West German band back in 65 um, they, they had like a full appreciation for, for what the Cold War really really meant and what it felt like um, but it's, it's really unusual for them to like get into politics but uh, as, as you can kind of tell from the sort of martial drumming here that's, and, and, the, and the song Crossfire as it is, that this, this is what they're doing here. And this, this is, again, kind of like draws a line to, uh, you know, songs like Winds of Change, where the band does have a social conscience when they're not singing about Bad Boys Run Wild and Big City Nights and stuff like that. Ambassadors of rock, I guess. That's that's what we would say. But but I would I would also add that this is also kind of a trope. Not not to like uh, diminish the, the the song or or the, the sincerity of what they're trying to do here, but it, it's hard to find one 
band, at least on one album of theirs, where they don't dabble into some sort of like Cold War political statement. So it just becomes kind of like, hey, everybody else is doing this sort of, uh, you know, what's what's going on here? And it, whether it's the Killer of Giants with Ozzy or White Wolves, uh, I know what the war will bring, or even like Tesla's, uh, you know, Modern Day Cowboy, which ultimately comes down to a showdown between the USSA, the USSR, and the USA. It's it, it's definitely in the in the atmosphere. Just Colin, are you singing along? But again, it's so it becomes like a kind of a document if you go back and you look at like all these songs from the '80s that try to like, you know, even like I'm thinking like Anthrax's um, Indians. Which one is that? Indians. Indians. I think of the one where it's uh, one world. Right? Oh, yeah. Where right. it's like, you know, where they're calling out Reagan instead of like, instead of, you know, thinking about Star, instead of SDI, you should be thinking of peace, yeah. the stellar defense initiative, also known as Star Wars. So it's, again, and, and Anthrax does tend to be a little bit more uh, political. And when they're calling conscious. out Stephen King for writing crappy books? No, they're actually enjoying them, David. <laughs> a lot. It's John sending me a pipe bomb. He's like on pipebomb.com. Uh, like, hey, yeah. what's your address? So you already you already met somewhere here. You, you already mentioned uh, uh, the police. So you remember the Sting song like Russians, right? Dude, I love that song. Yeah. That and uh, the David Bowie uh, Falcon and the Snowman song with the Pat Metheny group. Oh shit, that's right. right. I just I just I just I just got that on my DVR because it showed yeah. up, and I'm like. Okay, it's been a while since I've, I've seen never that. seen the movie, but I might watch it. But I'd rather just yeah. listen to that song. Yeah. But again, this, this is like a again, uh, Iron Maiden's Two Minutes to Midnight" is also a sort of like uh, you know, a, a yeah, peace warning. cells. Is that peace the one cells. that's about uh, war games? Yeah, one. Yeah. So there's there 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 are so many songs that are just kind of. Even even the even in the midst of like a party album as this is, when this comes in, it's like, all right, now it, it seems like it's 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 the sort of like downward trajectory here where it's it's the chill out part because now it's going to lead into, brother. yeah, Slayer's got a lot of songs like that. Yeah, um, they, they 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 sometimes tend to like glorify war. Sometimes, I mean, but there's songs like uh, Mandatory Suicide. Mm. Yeah, but there's also songs like uh, Angel of Death, too. Yeah. So we come to Still Loving You, which is an appropriate album closer. See, I'm a bit surprised it's the album closer, honestly, because it's it's the big ballad of the album. I'm surprised it doesn't swap out with, like, the ballad on side one. Hmm. Um, It was the second single, so they they knew they had something. Um, It seems odd to save that for the very end. That said, killer closer. But yeah, it it, it really shows off his range and his control. I mean, he does it through the whole record. He probably does it through his whole catalog. It's it's one of those songs that really does, and it's long enough that it provides a showcase for almost everyone in the band. Solos in this song. The solos are freaking great. Yeah. 
and, and, and this is like a gorgeous, tender song. I think you just go back to the, the like the opening lines here. It's like time. It needs time to win back your love again. It's kind of like it, this is the same sort of like baby I've done wrong by you, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'll I'm gonna try to win back your love. And everybody it, in the audience is like, I am getting lucky tonight. And this is like, get your fucking lighters out and let's Honey, be sincere. Remember I bought you the field. tickets to the to the Scorpion show? And, and, and again, it it, 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 it it kind of plods a little bit, but this, it, 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 because it has like all these different movements to it, it's it sneaks up on you. And, and, and a lot has to do, I think as John says, like it showcases everybody very so disciplined well. band through this whole record but like this imagine i mean you're you know like matthias jabs is just like i could just rip off a solo right now and he's like he will he's like it's coming oh it's coming baby but like but when it comes to like these big riffs here it's like and you can hear a little i mean listen to that chorus that's made for a stadium yeah, yeah, and, and, and again, it's because it has this sort of like enormous sort of emotional effect to it that is built on the the songcraft, the lyrics. It, it just and, and again, I think the the, the the earnestness that you always get from the Scorpions. There's the, the Scorpions, yeah, whether in English is a little, I think I got a little goosebumps. Right yeah, dude, when this pause comes up, oh yeah, right here. It's, it's really good. And they're not even done yet. Here comes Dude, the little solo. There's people crying in that stadium right now. There's the production again. And not just tears. That, that tone is so good. And not like in your face, dude. Yeah. It is. It's stepped back a little bit. It's all. It's almost there. I don't. Is it an echo on it? It's definitely. Not, it's not a front. Like. And again, it, 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 it's it's this is like a little waltzy. It's kind of like it's 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 working you through like the motions of it. Listen how deliberate those drums are. Just like he is pulling that those reins back. You know what I mean? He's like, don't let it get away from you. Nope, not yet. But this this is definitely like high school slow dance. This guy a lot of Barry Man. <laughs> Shit, he's his contemporary. Yeah, but <laughs> but I, I don't I, I don't tend to think of this Just as so you know, Mandy, actually written for Klaus Minor. I don't think this is schmaltzy though. I don't think it's no. It's I think there's all. an earnest talking, there's an there earnestness is, to it for yeah, sure. No, I'm talking about you know this is like a masterfully written song, and it's not. You don't read a book about like, hey, when that line ends, nobody freaking make a sound. Yeah. And and this and, and again, there there are plenty of power ballads out there where it's just kind of like, all right, the guys are just kind of like, I'm gonna go get a beer, and the chicks are just kind of like, ooh, this is like, it's. Uh, I think it's it, it's. There's a lot of decision making in this song. He's, yeah. I mean, listen, he's on the ride symbol, dude. That is just bare and empty. You know what I mean? He could fill in with symbols or with hi-hats, but he's not. And I think that that's really important. Yeah. 
And I think the thing that, that caps this too for people's experience of watching uh, the MTV, is, this was the live performance where you, you definitely get to see the band and the audience in the back and forth. And it's like, it's a, it's a kind of electric moment. And like, I, and I, and when I mentioned Mickey D earlier, like this is the stuff I'm imagining, right? He would be right. adding drama with Tom Phil's right now. Sure. You know, and it's like, it doesn't need it. It'd be interesting. We should look that up. I don't, I, should, I yeah. haven't, he was with them the last time I saw them. But I don't remember. He's listed it as a permanent member of the band since. Yeah, no, he went. So. Right when Kodak left, he joined. Um, and, and and the song is concluding here, and it's it, again. It, it, I think as David said, like it gives you a little goosebumps. It's. I, I, I hate to think that this is a song that kind of like ends with a fade out, but I think it yeah, does. It's definitely gonna fade. But I'll tell you what, at six this, minutes song, long. At si- this song at six and a half minutes long seems shorter than as soon as the good time roll. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yep. right. I yeah. completely agree. I, yep. I could, this could go on another four minutes and it would make it, John's playlist. Yeah, no, it, and, and I think it's because it has that sort of like hard, hard to fight this one. To it. I, it's probably the best song on the record. I, it is to me. I, yeah. you know, it's, it's, oh, it's one of their highlights of their career. It's, 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 it's a classic song. So now we, we've concluded, um, uh, our sort of, uh, listening to love at first sting, uh, that just concluded with track nine, still loving you, but we have to like wipe down the goose flesh here. Cause wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, is this an album that has, uh, would you say like stood the test of time? I or think it's done. I think it's done better. I I like this record better hearing it today than I did when I heard it when I owned it. Yeah, and, and what 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 do you think that is, David? Because that's that's a that's a that's a strange thing, right? The idea that you know an album that you that you would have liked uh, when you were you know back in nineteen eighty four twelve twelve when you were twelve right? in, in, in sixth and, grade when and, I had Miss Peretta. And now that you're, 30- you know what, you know what I think it might have fared a little better is this is coming in in the middle of the Scorpions' career. This isn't talk dirty to me. These guys aren't. They yeah. don't have a slap together ten songs that are like, look, this is what's popular right now. Let's just do this instead. Mm-hmm. These guys know what they're doing. They're they're professionals and and they're they know how to work with one another. They've played together long enough. Even in this iteration of the Scorpions, I mean, Matthias joined on Love Drive. So they've already been together for four albums by the time this comes around. I think that they're all competent enough in their abilities to, to, like David was saying about Pyromania, they give each other the space. And it's not overproduced. It sounds great. And the songwriting is just super solid. I that's never going to change with the Scorpions. It's there because it's Rudolph and Klaus doing the, the majority of the heavy lifting. Those guys have a rhythm that they are confident in themselves. They're not trying to match a sound. They're trying to be Scorpions. Yeah. Yeah. And and, And that's enough for for them. It took the world a minute to catch on, but they (laughs) just kept being themselves you know, I think Blackout probably made a little bit of a splash in, in metal. I and know a lot of people liked Blackout. 
Yeah, and, and I think Blackout has grown. It's it's a legend has grown after the fact. It wasn't a huge album on release. I think it was it was around, and and those songs got heard a little bit. And you saw you saw a Blackout tape pop up every once in a while. But this was the one that really got around. Like Mike was saying, you, you couldn't see a hit parade or a circus magazine without Scorpions being mentioned for. I don't know, maybe five years straight. Yeah. And, and again, I think because the Scorpions were this sort of international band, um, you know, they, they were there in 83 at the Us Festival. Um, that, and that's on the strength of, uh, of the Blackout record and their back catalog, too. Um, so they, they were, again, like a band that was, uh, I think as John was suggesting, like they have really evolved. And I think, uh, you know, as some of the biographers and critics would say, like they took a lot of the the sort of uh, they understood the direction away from the blues based metal of the seventies. You know, whether it's the Aerosmith or Sabbath or, or all these other bands that also, or even like Judas Priest in their early albums. You know, mm-hmm. and and the, this movement forward to like let the guitars you know basically shred we don't need to do like eight bar blues shit anymore let's just like let's just let it out and 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 make the 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 songs a lot more uh kinetic where they and 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 then they connect with uh the live show which is where you make your money you know that it's uh this this record uh is probably the culmination of their they're they're sort of you know creative genius um i we could we could debate whether you know the the rest of their output after this um is can can ever compete with this you know savage amusement is okay um i'm trying to think of like any other albums that come after that uh well the one with wind of change what what's that called Something world, crazy world, crazy world. Yeah, and again, yeah. like I, I, I love tease me, please me on it. it it's you know. it's got tease me, please me, and they do like a substitute. Uh, they do like the Who cover. They become almost okay. kind of like uh, if if that was anybody's sort of like pickup point. Like, oh, I remember Scorpions when they covered the Who. It's like no, that you you, told it, you, <laughs> you, you, you kind of you kind of missed some important chapters in the book, um, but. Uh, this I don't know. This, this is definitely like a masterpiece record, and again, like it would influence so many other bands too, um, in, in terms of like what uh, Scorpions were doing with their videos, with their song craft, and, and just, definitely just what they would do with a ballad. Not to, not to bring down the conversation, but uh, I don't think this record made our top fifty. Did it? Um, no. Not at all. I, I I think Scorpions had like um, maybe have a, did we have Blackout? I don't know. If, I don't think we did. Let me look. Did we have any Scorpions Scorp- record? E-M. I thought that I had thrown some points on one, but maybe it wasn't enough. Like it was... maybe it wasn't enough. All right, Blackout came in at twenty. Thanks to okay. Mike. Okay. And uh, love it for staying. Got no votes. <laughs> well, so we we at least got one. Blackout is, I wouldn't say it's better. Again, maybe, I hate, maybe I hate, more. I hate doing the fucking ranking. I, I don't know if it's eh, better, I but I think it's equal. Is it? I'll have to give it a listen. I kind of do. I, I mean, 
uh, I think it's it, for me. I love the title track. I love No One Like You. You Give Me All I Need is fine. Dynamite's good. Arizona is a great track. I I think it's a super good record. Yeah. And again, it's like. Hey, this, thanks this, for listening, everyone. Now we're going to start the blackout listening party. Hey, <laughs> let's let's talk about which, uh, which <laughs> album covers we like the most. Um, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Um, I don't understand the blackout album cover. Um, he's like an, an insane asylum or something. He's with like forks uh, in his eyes, and what, how they let glass in an insane asylum? Oh, we're not having this conversation. I'm so no, sorry. no, no, no. We, we were like we were we were parodying ourselves, like because uh, the rest are real deviant. That's, that's not. Oh no, yeah, the, the scorpions. Yeah. Uh, and, and actually, it's a misconception that the it's Rudolph on the cover. It's actually a self-portrait of the artist who did the album cover for Blackout. Yeah, but I, th- I think maybe in the video for he does in the video Rudolph Rudy. like dresses up like that. Like yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's why people think uh, it must be Rudy. But uh, all right, well we we had like a, a great listening sesh here with uh, Love at First Sting. Anybody got any other points or thoughts about this classic fest, record, man? No, yeah. I, it's, well, it's, not, uh, not it's hard to quibble with this one. Why not? Why not? Um, it's uh, again, and, and if people were out there who haven't really listened to a lot of Scorpions and haven't listened to this record, oh, well, damn, you're in for a treat. Um, again, I, I've been listening to this here uh, yeah, for like the past couple of days or so, just, you know, just kind of get familiar with it. Is but. that what you do? I do like a little bit of sort of like research. Oh, you! I want to be. I want to. I want to pop my cherry live, dude. Well, sometimes I just like to just prep a little bit. That way, in case I have like any thoughts or something, um, I'll I'll make sure that uh, they're uppermost in my mind. But spontaneity is cool too. Well, somebody has to, right? Right, I love sure. the fact that their their picture on the main Scorpions page of Amazon Music. I don't usually use Amazon Music. Is like a straight up shot from the eighties with buckles and rare bell and all the hair. That <laughs> yeah, they see the one had. on the one on Spotify has Mickey D in the band. Yeah, so. um, it's it, it, and, and the thing too. Just just while we're at here at this particular point, when you go onto Amazon Music Unlimited. Uh, they're listed both as scorpions and the scorpions. So you get two different pictures. They take you to the same place, but <laughs> just in case people are typing in T H E space scorpions, uh, you would think, uh, uh, I don't know. Amazon would have had that figured out. Um, the, the, the output, I think of like uh, the scorpions since then, as I'm looking at, definitely a lot of uh, greatest hits records. Um, they put out that uh, they're an act record. that tours on the strength of their of their '80s and and early '90s records. Yeah, and, and, and you're, which you're, is fine. I mean, that's yeah. that's eighty percent of the bands touring these days are absolutely touring on on the strength of that. The oh, if, thing if they that gives started them a leg up, out old, if they started busting at old tunes I'd, on tour, I'd start throwing beers, dude. <laughs> it, 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 it it would probably depend on like which song it was because there's probably like again because you're talking about people who were in their 50s, 60s, listening to Scorpions. If they did like uh, Speedy's Coming, I think people would just kind of like 
jerk mate right there. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> well, just... I think I think the thing that uh I think the thing that they can rely on is it, they can go out with that set list is because the set list is so good. Yeah. If you start with Love Drive and take it through to say it ends at Crazy World because they're never going to stop playing Wind of Change even beyond Rocky yeah. like a hurricane. On Spotify, Wind of Change has more plays. Absolutely. No. It, 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 252 million plays. Even now, they get almost 8 million listeners a month. Yeah. So, so John, maybe this is a point here to, to plug that podcast that has to do with this uh, uh, conspiracy theory about uh, the, the, the Scorpion song from the early 90s about uh, you know, the, the fall of the Berlin Wall, uh, the, the Winds of Change whistling song. Is this, is this a thing that it was like maybe like a CIA concoction to... Well- I, you know, we were talking about that. It's like that, that, uh, that wind of change podcast is, uh, the guys who do the pod save America podcast. If you listen to that and millions do, uh, they have crooked media is their company and they just put out a podcast where a guy heard a rumor that wind of change was written by the CIA as a tool to cause unrest in the Soviet union (laughs) in, in the early, early nineties. And it was told by one CIA guy to another person, to another person. It's a game of telephone. It's a fascinating series. It's only eight episodes. The last episode, the host actually ends up interviewing Klaus Meina mm-hmm. about it. And I won't say where it goes, oh, but... It, it's, it's, I just listen to the last episode, what you're telling me. You could, actually. Right. If you want to skip to the last episode and just hear Klaus, you can. And you can get a pretty good summation of, of the series. If you speak to but, but it's it's a pretty good series. Like, it, it really is. It, it brings up a lot of points. There's a lot, like of a whole lot of things. loose ends that happen, even, even in speaking to Klaus. Like rare bill. And uh, it's worth your time if you do like podcasts and sort of serialized mm-hmm. podcasts. It's not terribly long. Like I said, it's eight episodes. It might be seven hours long or something like that. It's a good. It's a good listen. Yeah, and it has and it has to do with the Scorpions and the CIA and you know conspiracy yeah. theory. And oh, you know what? Of note to the people who do listen to this podcast, I think it's episode six. Uh, the host interviews Doc McGee, and that okay. that is so worth it. All right, like, yeah, you're you telling can us tell the folks who listen to our podcast. Uh, yeah, so all six of you <laughs> go over to Wind of Change. Yeah, yeah. You anyway, think they'll send uh, six of their listeners over to listen to us? I look. Oh, we, we, could, we could trade. It's like a foreign exchange program. Like we're we're yeah. we're, we're, we're gonna totally. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna link them together. <laughs> And then uh, once once yeah, we've all listened not. to this podcast all the way through, oh. then we could uh, we can we can debate it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's swing this back around. Bring us in for a landing. Thank you to everyone who joined us this Thank evening you. to listen to Love at First Sting. Uh, you know what? Rarely do we have an album that we all agree on. Even David. That middle part yeah. was a little rough. The hey. middle point, look, every album's going to have a couple valleys, but I'd say overall, this is a pretty, pretty damn good effort. 
by by a very good band. So for David Timoney, Michael oh. Stamps, myself, John Harden, we appreciate you listening. Please join us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. I won't tell you where to listen to the podcast because you already are. And uh, we'll see you next week. So for us, the philosophy is whatever we do today, if we do it right, then tomorrow is going to be no problem. Then give peace a chance. <laughs> <laughs>